We're going back to the 18th verse again. Verse 18. And wheresoever he taketh him. Wherever the devil took his son. He teareth him. He tear my son. And he foameth. And then my son began to foam at the mouth. And gnashed with his teeth. Let me break off just a moment. I don't know if you all has been saved for some time. Do y'all remember how when they used to cast devil out of people until a person foamed at the mouth, the devil hadn't left him? Even I thought that for a while. Because we used to lay hands on some people, they would get healed and delivered and everything. But some, they'd start foaming at the mouth. And I told one lady, after I got some sense, after I got some sense, I said, if you throw up on this floor, when you finish throwing up, you're going to get it up. She did, she stopped foaming. You can't go back in the Bible and take that, saints. If that's the case, Next time somebody come up here and want prayer, I'm going to spit in your eye. Y'all going to hear me after a while. You're going to see that this thing is so beautiful. Pastor Swinney, if you spit in my eye, it'd be the last eye you spit in. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Shambach said he had to hit a woman in the belly. And a tumor hit the floor. Well, what can you say? All right. This demon messed this little boy. I mean, he was wearing this little kid out. And, and penneth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. I asked your disciples, Jesus, to cast this devil out of my child. And they could not. Now, how many people know that that is not correct? Did they have the power to do it? Well, you all are quiet this morning. But that's all right. That's all, Believe me, I, I ain't going to never say that again in this church. If you don't want to say amen, just don't say it. If you want to be quiet, be quiet. But when I drive past your house and you're fussing with your husband, I'm going to show you how loud you can get. Okay. Listen carefully to what we're getting ready to say. I took my son... To your disciples, and I just asked you all, did they have enough? And what did you all say? Nothing. One, two or three people said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but you see, you done, you've read this scripture a hundred times, and you should have been screaming to the top of your voice. Unless the word of God is not what to you. Real sisters and brothers, if God's word is real to you, what this book says is what count. I took this, my son, to your disciples, and I asked them to get the devil out of my son, but they could not. Verse 19, he answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation. Hold on. When I asked you all a while ago, what is the one thing that Jesus get upset over most? Y'all didn't say a word. But I'm going to show you during these scriptures, and we're going to show you that God is grieved when you don't trust him. We did that this morning. Show him. God is grieved, the saints, when you don't trust him. What else do you, wait till you hear my next quote, and then you're going to see something that maybe perhaps you know about, 
but have a delight, delight, delayed, or there has been a delayed reaction in you understanding it. What did he say in the 19th verse? He answered him and said, Jesus answered the man and said, Oh, faithless generation. Oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Was Jesus happy? Y'all better learn scripture and put it in your spirit. You may be living some parts of your life to where you are grieving God and where God is not happy with you. Okay, so it may not have no sin in it. But is God happy with it? It won't no sin that the disciples couldn't cast that devil out, but did it please God? And God is not pleased with you because you should make this word total reality. When it becomes real in your spirit, somebody hit me quote Mark 9:23. If thou canst believe, if thou can, if thou can, if thou can, then give me the rest of it. How hard is it for you to get something done? Just believe. Pastor Sweeney, I've been trying this for years. Put it in your spirit. Put it down in your spirit and see how many more years you've got to wait. You'll have to wait in no time because thy Bible just told me in Mark 9, 23, if thou can believe, all things are possible to them that, can, that believes, if thou believe, if. I wonder why he say if. You got a, Lord of mercy, the man that come from planet Jupiter, just told the truth. Jesus said, oh, faithless generation. Wait a minute. Meaning that they should have what? Should have had the faith, should have used the faith that they had. He didn't say, well, let me get y'all, let me build your faith up a little bit. Let me talk to you a little longer. Let me do a little more to you and then you'll be able to, did he do that? He said, oh, faithless generation, bring that boy over here to me. How long do I have to dwell and work and preach and talk to you? You think you heard something yet? Go tomorrow. No, I'll tell you what. We're going to do Ephesians first, the booklet with the, the scripture everybody in here know. I want you to, I'm going to give you a chance to turn there. And then I'm going to say something to you. Now this is the focus, the habitation, the epitome of all the messages that I'm going to preach. This is what I'm getting ready to say. Faith is the foundation of how God deals with the human race. I 
wonder if you all can quote that back to me the way I said it. That's why I did it slowly. Faith is the foundation of how God deal with human race. You believed that. That wouldn't be a single person in his sitting down. You'd be just like it is when you see something on television you like. Or the Redskins score a touchdown. It could be snowing, cold, the bench is hard. But buddy, you let somebody score a touchdown. You forgot about it was on Sunday when you should have been in church. And you start hollering and screaming. Why? Because you just saw something with your eyes. But this thing that I'm talking about, you're not going to see it with your eyes. You're only going to see the results of it with your eyes. Grab a hold to me, saints, because it's getting ready to get really sticky in here. Let's find out if faith is the foundation. That's saint. That's how God is noted in life, by faith. It's by faith. We use all four scriptures this morning in uh, what the Bible said, the just shall live by faith. We use the one in Romans 1, Galatians 3, Habakkuk. A lot of you all don't like this name here. But it's Habakkuk, but some people call it Habakkuk. It's Habakkuk 2 and 4. And then you got Hebrews 10, 38. All four of those scriptures says it is evident that the just shall live by faith. That means how can you live without using your faith to the glory of God? You can't do it, saints. Even if it's something you want from God. If you're not dealing with faith, even though God want to give it to you, he's not happy with you. Oh, I hate to take y'all back to that scripture and let you read it and let you cry a little bit. I might have to do it. Y'all ready to hear something, right? Okay, let's, okay, hold on. Faith is the foundation of how God deals with the human race. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Scripture everybody in here should know. Verse 8. For by grace are ye saved. Okay. Through faith, and that not of yourselves. Okay. It is the gift of God. So you didn't do anything to get saved but what? Believe. What, what's wrong with you guys? This don't sound like Outreach Christian Center. You sound like you've been taught by a turtle. No, I'm a rabbit. Come on, saints. Let's get in here with me. How did you get saved, saints? By grace through faith. Of Yeah. Listen to me. If you got saved by faith, where was the work? Okay, read on. For by grace ye are saved through faith. Watch this. And that, not of yourselves. What is it? It is the gift of God. What verse was that? Now give them nine. Verse nine. Watch these words, saints. And it's, it's, it's really hurting if you don't understand it. Not 
of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Lord God, there we go. We're being subtle this morning. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, if you think you can increase your faith, what are you doing? You're doing works. Anything that you think that pleases God that's not done by faith is works. And, and God said that, saints, how many people know that religion in this dispensation will not endure the fire that's coming at you? Well, I tell you, it's tough in here this morning. But you'd be shocked at how many times you think that you can think through a thing instead of trusting God through it. That's religion, say. You can't, uh, we're talking about spiritual things. Now, we're not talking about doing your job. Even then, you should ask God for help. But on spiritual things, your mind can't tell you what to do. But 90% of us rely more on our mind than we do our faith. Let me tell you again. No religious, no religious works will endure the fire that's getting ready to come. It won't endure. It won't hold up. Galatians 6, verse uh, 7, 8, and 9, the Bible said, Be not weary in well-doing for in due season that's one of the problems with mankind too we think that everything should be right on the money when God said ain't time for it to be on the money yet he said in what season you shall receive but then he put a if to it if you faint not so it's faith all the way isn't it Hebrews 11 and 6. Everybody know this scripture. We're talking about faith at the foundation of how God deals with what race. God don't ask no dog to use faith. For as long as, I don't even think a dog even have a spirit. Father Swain, don't you talk about my dog. My dog live in my house with me. Okay, I ain't going to say no more. But I will say this. If your dog is living in the house with you, there are spirits in there that you don't know about. Now, I could go deeper in that and show it to you. But anybody that don't believe that, find dog in the Bible and see if you can find anything that gives you strength in the kingdom of God about a dog. Everything about a dog is about death. I knew I shouldn't have said this, boy. Nine. God, I, I know some of y'all got dogs, but y'all y'all treat better than humans. And, and that's a shame. But I'm going to get off of that. I don't want you to get rid of Fido. Keep, keep, keep your little dog. Don't, 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 don't nobody get upset with me. Because, but see, say, I try to give y'all the truth. Dogs carry, Lord, let's get off of this. Lord Jesus, let me get off of this. I, but I can prove what I'm saying, say. I can prove it. I guarantee you I can prove it. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
give me my quote. Faith is the foundation of how? Come on, say, y'all better, you better hear that. If God said without faith, you cannot please, with me, please me, then faith is the foundation of how God deal with you. He don't deal with you to cornbread and milk, black-eyed peas and, and greens. He deal with you by faith. Let's say it again. Without, no, you said, brother. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Then faith is the foundation that God used to deal with thee. So if you're not using faith, is God dealing with you? you are, I know you're scared to say no. I know you. Well, I made it this far. You're educated. You got a good mind. But who gave you that? But if you're doing anything in the spiritual realm, if it's not done by faith, it's not done at all. Without faith, you cannot please God. You know what? I think I'll take y'all to a scripture to break y'all back. Because I don't like the way you're acting this morning. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Don't look. Boy, you're already upset. I don't like for my pastor to tell me he don't like something. I'm human too. Brother, go to Hebrews 4. Let's shake up everything. Let's, let's, let's set the fact on this thing right. Deacon Arnold getting ready to do something to them all. Even Atlanta. Big John, you got your seatbelt on. Mother Green. Got the seatbelt on, daughter. All right. Hebrews 4, chapter 2. I tell you what, we don't need to give them one, but let's give them one anyway because everybody acting up this morning. Hebrews 4, 1. <laughs> Verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Uh-oh. Lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. No, 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 oh boy, we, I can't, got to hold two for a minute. Because these two going to break your back. I know y'all read it. So I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead on and read it. <laughs> He's going to read number one in the living Bible. Verse 1. God's promise of entering into his place of rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to get there. But I, I don't mean me because I got it going on. Let me see just how much you got it going on in the second verse, KJV. For unto us. For unto us. This what, is the 26th of May, right? The gospel is being preached. For unto us was the gospel preached. Okay. As well as unto them. Yes. But the word preached. The, the word past tense preached. Did not profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Got a little bit of life in here. 
not being, didn't profit them. This message is not profiting nobody in here if you're not receiving it by faith. No scripture has any bearing on your life if you are not receiving it by faith. Give me both of those scriptures. No, the, the second verse in the Living Bible. Verse 2. For this good news. For this good news. That God has prepared a place of rest. Uh-huh. Has been announced to us just yes. as it has to them. Yes. But it did them no good. But it what, brother? It did them no good. Why? Because they didn't believe what God told them. Y'all can be quiet if you want to, but you're going to stay sick. The only thing that you're going to have in this, in this life is what you are able to get. You won't get none of the wonderful and the good things that God got for you in that other world. But anybody got a good job, you can buy a car. You can buy a house. Huh? You can buy a truck. You can buy a plow. You can buy a lawnmower. You don't have to push a lawnmower. You can buy all of that. But you can't buy peace. You can't buy the love that God told you to use. And without love, faith don't work. Galatians 5, 6. The Bible said in Galatians 5, 6, faith works by love. Y'all still ain't, ain't there yet. But I'm going to let him read it in the KJV one more time, both verses, and then we're going to take you over to Mark, and let's see if we can wake you up this morning. Okay? Verse 1. Let us therefore fear. Let us therefore, well, you know what, let's read it in the we read it in the KJ. Listen, I thought that uh, we ain't got nothing to be concerned about. Saints, if you ain't walking by faith, you better fear something. Well, I'm doing all right. All right is all right, as long as all right is all you want. But what does God want out of you? All right ain't good enough. Shock unto Jesus Christ, my God. Do it again. Verse 1. God's promise of entering his place of rest. Watch it. Still stands. It still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to get there. Saints, please receive this. Verse 2. Hold it. This is what the pastor saying this. You can be in church 30 years and never reach the pinnacle that God has called you. He just, didn't he just say that? Let us fear that a promise that God promised you that you don't get. Now, let me show you why you might not get it. Second verse. For this good news. For when the pastor preached. That God has prepared a place of rest. Has been announced to us just as it has been to them. But what went down? But it did them no good. Didn't profit you one bit for coming to church today. Because they didn't believe 
what God told you. You ain't lying. It's enough to get upset with yourself. Saints, how many people of your people are dying? They may go to heaven because they received Jesus' name, but what kind of lifestyle are they living? Do you know what your children got to be going to be met with when they go to school in just a couple more years from now? Your child, I don't care if you don't believe this, I know what I'm talking about. Your child is going to have to stop and think. Dick Evans woke me up to this. You're going to have to, your child is going to have to stop and think, do I want to date, your boy going to say, do I want to date a girl? Or do I want to date a boy? Because ain't nothing wrong with it. It's now. But wait just a couple more years. When they get this bill passed, they, they about to pass. Your little girl is going to have to make a decision on whether I want to date a girl or a boy. I keep trying to tell you, say, if you don't make the word a reality unto you, you can't break that spirit. It's too strong. Y'all see what homosexuality has grown from a little snake. Now that thing is a dragon. Why? With all this power. We are not using God's word to its full ability. You don't have to get out in the street and lay down and bullhorn. Get on your knees. Let the name do his job. We told you this morning that you better let the word be the foundation of your exercise of faith. You, don't, you can't do nothing with that. But when you let the word become your foundation, think now, think. You are out, you don't have to, let me put it like this, you are out of work. Ain't that good? You don't have to work to get it done. You are now believing that the word will take care of it. God Almighty Jesus. Saints, I told them this morning. Reality, good God Almighty, is acting on Lord God. I'm not gonna, I, you know, something telling me to change, but no, I can't change it. But reality is acting on the authority of the Word of God. That's reality. That's when it becomes real, when you are acting on the Word of God. The authority of the Word of God. See, if you are not acting on the authority, then you're acting on you making the Word do it. You can forget that. Because you don't know how to pray as you ought to. And most people refuse to speak in tongues. Something wrong with your head, man. You better learn to speak in tongues because that's when you're talking to God alone. Well, I don't want you to talk about that because I think that's not the devil. You might be close to blasphemy. Just might be close to But I doubt you're in blasphemy because if you say something like that, you're just ignorant to the word of God. All right, Mac, Mark, you did you finish? 
Go to Mark 6. All right, saints. I want you to hear what I got to say. Only a new heart can receive these truths that I've spoken to you this morning. What? Only a renewed heart can receive this. Now, can we hear this? Can we think that we've got it all under control? But without a new heart, you can't reach into the pedestal that God wants you to reach to. Okay, let's see. That, uh, Mark 6, 49. Now, now listen to me, saints. God knows if you don't, it's going to be hard for you to understand this if you're not a Bible-thumping, believing, Holy Ghost-filled priesthood. It's going to be hard for you to really believe this. Yes! You will try to believe it because it's the word of God. But can you rightly divide what the word is saying many times that you need to? This is not a metaphor or genuine what we're getting ready to read to you. This is the absolute hard facts. Y'all not hearing a word I said because you're trying to read. And from now on, I'm going to hold my scripture. Mark 6, 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea. All right. They supposed it had been a spirit. Hold it. How many times that Jesus told them a spirit you can't see? Y'all remember reading that? Y'all remember when <coughs> Jesus said, put your hands in my side. He said, if you can feel me, then it ain't no spirit then I'm standing here because the spirit you can't see. I know some of you all have seen ghosts and goblins and, and stuff moving lamps across the floor and all that. Okay. Go ahead on let Buddha be your God. Let Islam rule you because they are wicked by works. Watch this again. The uh, 19th verse. I mean, 49th verse. But when they saw him walking upon the sea. When his disciples saw him. Now, saints, you're going to read something right here to let you know God is not satisfied with you even when you don't believe something you can't see or don't never seen before as long as you know Christ is with you. When Jesus was in the bottom of the ship, what did they run down there and tell Jesus? Don't you care? Man, this thing, this thing is getting ready to flip what Jesus said. Lord, have mercy. And then when Jesus went up there and rebuked the rain, then they start complaining about that. Man, who, who do you think he is? That the sea obey him. Y'all ought to read these scriptures and you'll see the thing that God just not pleased with. And... But when they saw him mm -hmm. walking upon the sea, mm -hmm. they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. If you're from North Carolina, what would you have said? They was a what? A hank. They saw a hank come across. Atlanta, you know about that. All right. Verse 50. Verse 50. For they all saw him. They saw him. And were troubled. My God. And immediately. He talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer. 
It is I. Be not afraid. But y'all think that's the end of it? Wait until you hear the next two verses. Verse 51. And he went up unto them into the ship. Uh-huh. Okay. Jesus didn't even take time to preach to him on the water no longer. He said, I'm going to get in your face. He went up into the ship. And the wind ceased. Okay. And they were so amazed at themselves beyond measure and wondered. And wondered. 52. There's one right here. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. That's what God call a hard heart. Not because you mean to somebody. That's wrong. But it's a hard heart when you don't trust God for your healing, for your deliverance, for your job, for your witness, for everything. God is saying, come on! He said, the only thing stop you from being that collective one that I call is because you harden your heart. In Hebrews, the Bible said, they, uh, don't, don't harden your heart as in they, they did in the provocation or in the wilderness. Not saying that who hardens your heart? You, 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 you. You harden your heart. Y'all got to hear that again. Do 51 and 52. 51. And he went up into the ship, uh -huh. and the wind ceased. They were so amazed at themselves, beyond measure, and wondered. 52. For they considered not the miracle. Hold on. Now, hold on now. For they considered not, not the miracle. What was being said here? Come on, talk to me, outreach. That's it. Saints, a lot of times, God's acts is to put you in a place to increase your trust. Think about what I'm saying, saints. He said, your hard heart. Read 51 again, man. Put this thing in, in, in that, uh, uh, that Jupiter style. 51. And he went up into the ship. Okay. And up into them into the ship. Yeah. <laughs> and the wind ceased. Good gosh, oh my. And they uh, hold, hold it. Now, hold on now. You get ready to hear, hear something. How many of them have seen this before? Not at this time. They hadn't seen this before. Y'all remember last week when I told you that uh, God said, uh, what other people said about me in the city? They said, well, you're the prophet, you're John the Baptist, come back to life and all of this. Then he said, but who do you say that I am? And who spoke up? And Peter said what? What did Jesus say next? Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Meaning, Jesus hadn't told them who he was only way they could answer the way he did was because of what was in him. If you don't walk by faith, you lose. Flesh and blood, Peter, didn't reveal who I was to you because I hadn't told you yet. He said, but my Father, which is in heaven, 
He's the one that has revealed it to you. Saints, this is how we're going to better live. We better live this way. Otherwise, it's going to be a little tough till you get ready to go home. What did the Bible say in 2 Corinthians 4, 18? For we look not on the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen, because the things that are seen are, but the things that are unseen, hold on, what did 2 Corinthians 5, 7 say? For we walk by faith. Okay, now, now, now you got to go all the way back to Hebrews 11, 6 again. For without You all are not getting this. It's simply because you have what your heart. Now, it, hold it, hold it. Does that mean you're a bad guy? Does that mean that you intentionally harden your heart not to understand what God wants? No. Saints, it's a, straight, it's a trick that your head does between your head and your heart. And you got to understand what your head does. And, hey, hold your finger there. Go to the favorite scripture in Jeremiah 17 and 9. Let me show you, your heart is a bad boy. He's a bad, bad boy. When I say heart, am I talking about that little pump that pump blood? I'm talking about the who? The real you, the one that's never going to die. The ninth verse says what? The heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now go back to where you were, the 49th, the 51 and 52, and then we'll move on because we only got a few minutes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, we always read that 17 and 9, don't we? Let's, let's give it to them the way it's supposed to be done. Go to the Sabbath and go through the tent. Verse 7. Blessed is the man. What? No, it didn't. Uh-huh. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord Woo! and whose hope the Lord is. Y'all didn't get that, did you? would be floating in the ceiling. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. But look what the last word says. And in the Lord whose hope the Lord is. Y'all didn't get that. Whose hope the Lord is. No, no y'all didn't get it. You, you did not get it. I guarantee you you didn't get it. Do it, do it in NLT, because I'm getting ready to get mad. Verse 7. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord yes. and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That thing don't happen just because you happen to be saved. You've got to make God your hope. Good God, somebody, I'm preaching my heart. I need nobody to say the word. <laughs> oh Jesus, I've just I've got one more minute, man. I don't know where I want to do. I don't know what it is. The squad or run. You got to make him your hope. You got to. Okay. We got just a minute. Go to Ephesians. We we go about past uh Mark 6 and 9, 649 and 52. Y'all know what it is, don't you? Okay. But let's go to Ephesians 6. Because how many people know that God wants us to grow in the knowledge of him? Huh? He wants you to grow 
in the knowledge of him. Then you can make him your hope. God. 10th verse through the 13th and we out of here. Verse 10. Finally, my brother. What did he say? Finally, my brother. No, he didn't. Now, when somebody say finally, that means he'd been trying a long time to get your head to receive. So he said, finally, you finally got an opening in your brain. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What was my quote, saints? God wants us to grow in the knowledge of him. Read. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God. What is he telling us to do, saints? Put on the whole armor so you can what? Grow, 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 grow. Put on the whole armor that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. If you don't grow, are you going to stand? No, Satan, Satan is too slick. Satan is too slick. I know you walking around talking about you got Satan under your foot. You better know he's under there. And when he's under there, you make sure he ain't doing work. And verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Good God, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, God. against spiritual wickedness in high places. What is God trying to do? Teach you. Teach you, saints, that you need to grow in him. Now the 13th verse. Verse 13. Wherefore, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Watch these words. That ye may be, that able, you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all, stand. Give God a praise. We'll work on this a little bit more next week. Give him one that he'll receive, saints. Glory. God Almighty Jesus. Woo! Glory to God Almighty. What was the name of the message, saints? That thing got to become real. If it don't become real, it ain't going to work. Many times, you may not sense God's presence. So what do you need? Hebrews 13 and 8. He will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen? All right. Hold it. I can see you. I want to leave him up here to die. The day is over. But when you don't sense God's presence sometimes, you go to the scripture and let you know he's still there. But you've got to make it real. Why do you think we fall apart? Pretty easy. Because the word of God is not real. Yeah, you've got a whole truckload of scriptures. But how real are they to you? We're going to get even more concern of this next week until we completely get you out of whom self? Yourself. And that's the only way it's going to work, saying The old man got to what? Die. Paul said, mortify that sucker. Because he'll sit there and argue with you, argue with the pastor, argue with scripture, make you argue with everything because you don't see what somebody else sees. Give God one more.
Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.